We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dan Wiederer. You've got a guy with, with credentials. You've got a guy with some qualifications. And now there's just when done at its best provides a level of steadiness and stability that helps create and stimulate success. On-air contributor for 670 The Score. Listen, we're not going to accept the status quo. We are going to push for more. We are going to strive for more. Co-host of the Take the North podcast with our own David Haw. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Dan Wiederer with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Bear down. Let's go. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We should let you know all guests appear on The Score Hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, good morning. How you doing? Great. How are you guys? You know, we're, we're suffering through the, uh, the Tom Brady retirement <laughs> news. We just can't believe it. It must be yeah. wrong. Life doesn't yeah. ever take a turn like this, does it? I won't believe it until we get to opening day. Like, let, let's be honest. Even if he's not in a training camp at the start of uh, or at the end of July, I, I'm not going to believe it until there's there's actually a month worth of football played without Tom Brady slinging it around. I think the skepticism is appropriate. I, I, I share it. We're cynical because he has been down here before and changed his mind again. Is capable of doing that. But I think teams have to move on with the idea that they won't have him, Dan. And I think that's the bigger story because of – what we thought was going to happen maybe in San Francisco and how that might affect the way they structured their offseason and next move and how the other dominoes that will fall as a result of that. How do you see that unfolding uh, in terms of who they may turn to now or is this good news for Trey Lance? Remind me of the timeline of Tom Brady's flip from last year. Wasn't it like a year to the date last year when he retired? And then I don't know how long it, it took before he flipped back and decided he was going to play again. So Look, there's a long time here before teams have to fully buckle in on what they're going to do. Um, you know, we're, we're a long way from March 13th, is, which is when the free agency market opens. The draft is until the end of April. So um, we'll see which direction it goes. Obviously, the 49ers are a fascinating case study here because when you get hit by the injury bug the way they did uh, this season at the quarterback position, it, it was truly fascinating to see how much they actually achieved and how close they came to reaching football's biggest stage. And now you've got to figure out what direction you want to go. You've got a guy that showed promise dealing with a very serious elbow injury that requires surgery. And then you've got, uh, you know, a, a raw guy in Trey Lance that hasn't done enough to, to give you full confidence, but you've got to figure out what you've gotten them. I don't know what they do out there, David, to be honest with you. It's uh, a weird pickle that they're in and, and one that uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to have to figure out. 
You know, and it's funny because I think when you think about Brady, that would be the perfect kind of stopgap guy. If you got young guys that you want to develop and you get, you know, they need time because of injury, you got a player that would step in and buy you a year. And then you wouldn't have to worry about long term. And it might be a nice thing for him to go back to the team he was sitting in the stands for. But I, I know, yeah. I guess it's not going to happen. His uh, his little childhood dream won't come through, uh, true. And it makes you wonder, did he reach out to them does he know that that wasn't going to happen? Did he was he just done, and did he know he was done? Did Fox call him and say, "Hey, get in the booth or get out"? Oh, you mean the network, not John Fox, trying to call him and uh, recruit him to wherever he is now, right? <laughs> it's all a problem. Hey, Tommy, oh, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. What are you doing? Um, you, know, <laughs> it, you know, like one of the most fascinating parts of this conversation is that we're still having it. You know, Tom Brady is my age, and I just turned forty-six last month and like the idea that we're here like on the back end of the 40s and still talking about this guy potentially playing at a starters level not to mention a a Super Bowl level it's it's mystifying you know it really is I think we've become sort of numb to how extraordinary and spectacular this run of longevity has been um it's time right like I think we saw down the stretch of the season that it was it was just time um, but you can still talk yourself into the fact that it's not time, whether you're Tom Brady or someone who wants to unite with Tom Brady, because the excellence and the brilliance has been so sustained for so long that you know that it's still in there somewhere. It was February 1st, 2022, and it was February okay. 1st, 2023. So this is February Fool's Day for Tom Brady <laughs> to make his retirement <laughs> announcement. It lasted 40 days last year, Dan, okay. in the offseason. Okay. So we'll see how long it lasts. Maybe it is permanent. Let's look at how this affects maybe what the 49ers do. As you pointed out, you don't know. But the other quarterbacks out there, the other teams that need quarterbacks are going to move on. Tennessee was mentioned by Dave Wanstead yesterday on our show as somebody who might be in the Brady market. We're going to talk to Wani at 845 here. Maybe he'll have some more insight and reaction. But do you see Aaron Rodgers now being the guy that some of these teams, whether it's the Jets, the Titans, or the 49ers now pivot to, or Derek Carr, and could that eventually affect who needs a quarterback and who's willing to deal with the Bears? Yeah, I mean, for, for, for those who are into soap operas in the winter, you've got All My Children, you've got General Hospital, and you've got Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee Show. So whatever one you want to tune into, you're going to have plenty of, plenty of drama and things to talk about. You know, you see some of the comments um, that are kind of leaking out through anonymous sources in Green Bay, and then you see Aaron reacting to them and, and wondering whether his time there is done and whether he's had enough say and whether his time is done. And you just know that that's going to drag out for a little while here, and we're just going to have to keep our fingers on the pulse of, of what's happening there. You know, with another legend inside the division that, that obviously shapes the, 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 the future of what the NFC North is going to look like. Look, we know every year that the quarterback market in the offseason seems to get hotter and hotter and it's always going to be a, a situation where teams are trying to find that guy, whether they're reaching and grasping or whether they've truly identified a guy that they believe can fit in their program and lead them to the next level. So the Bears are in a position of strength, no doubt, at the top of that draft board, trying to leverage all these teams off of one another and convince them all that the, the other teams have called them with better offers and you better up your ante or otherwise, you know, <laughs> this pick might be going to one of your division rivals if you're going to try to play uh, you know, the AFC South off, off each other, right? Like there's, there's quarterback needs in that division and, and, and you can leverage that to your advantage. I'm just going to be fascinated when, when, when a deal finally does get done or doesn't get done to see what they get back, because this is an opportunity here now to, to, to add a bunch of picks for uh, a rebuilding process that has a ton of uh, boxes on the checklist for, for this offseason. 
As if we don't have enough breaking news this morning with Tom Brady, there is more breaking news this morning. The Kansas City Chiefs have announced they're wearing white. 36 okay. of the 56 36 of the 56 Super Bowl winners have worn white and the Chiefs will stick with white, which means the Eagles are in the what they call midnight green uniform. I like that. I, I'm good with that. This is this will be a, a fun Super Bowl in Glendale. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about this week is is we, we know how innovative that Andy Reid likes to be, how creative he likes to be. Does he come up with some variation of the Philly special down there to uh, to throw at his former team when, when they have an opportunity to throw it? Yeah, especially well, with Matt Nagy there to, to whisper, yeah. whisper the, to devise the strategy to come up with the Philly special. Yeah, you could see Matt Nagy being the brains behind this entire operation. Yeah. I think the yeah. Philly special for Andy has something to do with barbecue. <laughs> well, Andy likes his, uh, his uh, you know, night before game cheeseburgers. And so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of those uh, on, the, on the table there, uh, at whatever hotel they're staying at in Arizona in a couple of weeks. Well, Dan, speaking of offensive geniuses, uh, Luke Getze is down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. And I say that facetiously, but Luke Getze is a highly respected offensive coordinator for the Bears. He's getting some head coaching experience this week. And we asked a question during the pick six, want to know how you would weigh in here. If you look at his future, will the Bears make the playoffs before Luke Getze becomes an NFL head coach? Which would happen first, and does one have to happen for the other to occur? I mean, obviously, if they get themselves into the playoffs with the quarterback that they currently have, you think that Luke's name would certainly be hot on the list of, of attractive candidates because that means that Justin has taken – the step in his development to become a playoff caliber quarterback and, and continuing to show that, that stair-step growth that they talk about all the time inside of Hallis Hall. I, I would think that you would want to have some level of tangible success like that with the Bears offense for, for uh, another team to say, hey, yeah, we want to make you our head guy and the guy that's going to be the, the face and voice and uh, brains of everything we do. But like, let's let's be honest. Like, who knows what happens this next season? If the Bears are a, a you know a, a seven and ten or an eight and nine team that exceeds expectations and the offense actually looks like a, you know, 2023 passing offense. And Justin has shown uh, that breakthrough, right. And, and that growth, and then you don't necessarily need to get in the playoffs to, to have your resume floated around and, and your credentials touted. Um, I think Luke Getzey is going to be coaching uh, a team in this league before too long. Um, I'm not ready to say that it will be in 2024 yet, but you've seen a lot in his growth as a coach and, and certainly in this last year that give you belief that he's going to be very attractive very soon. And so I know that even from the day they hired him, the, the folks inside that building in Lake Forest have, have had, uh, you know, a drawer full of contingency plans and plan B's and, and, and things to make sure that they don't stunt the development of their quarterback just because the, the mastermind of their offense moves on. Yeah, you know, I I think it's interesting that um, supposedly the Bears have offered a job to Chris Harris, and uh, that job would be as a, 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 a you know secondary coach, but also a coordinator of the passing game defense. So it's a little bit more. He's apparently thinking it through and hasn't made a decision yet, which which makes you wonder why. Like what 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 is it? Is it a money issue? Did he not get the bumpy thought? Why would you Why would you hesitate and wait? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question, and, and fit is always something that you have to weigh uh, in this league and figure out. Obviously, Chris has been here in, in multiple stints, one one as a player and, and obviously, again, as an uh, assistant coach. Um, and so you have to figure out what, what makes 
sense for you? I don't know. It's been really quiet on the coaching front for the Bears. You know, they, they said, hey, we're, we'll, we'll let you know <laughs> up the road on whether there's going to be any significant changes to our staff. And we haven't heard anything. We're a month removed now from, from their season ending. Um, and so it'll be interesting to kind of see how that, that shakes out and, and whether there's some, some new, uh, new voice in that defensive room. Maybe they're consulting with Bill Polian on the next move down in. Uh, yeah, he's down Mobile. there with them. Yeah, I did saw you see that, that photo with uh, Ryan Poles and Flusi and Bill Polian with the reunion? Dan down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Obviously, last year they were able to look at that the, the, the players who had the good weeks there: Braxton Jones, Valus Jones, I think Dominic Robinson are three examples of guys. Jatari uh, Carter. That, there were four total. There were four total. Any sense of how might uh, who might be a diamond in the rough this year? Any sense of the priority list if you are the Bears staff evaluating prospects at the Senior Bowl? Well, first of all, give credit to where credits due on that photo. That's uh, that's Larry Mayer from the Chicago Bears, who's one of the best team photographers you're going to find out there with his cell phone <laughs> running around that field. So let's make sure Larry gets the credit for for capturing uh, Bill Polian with the brain trust of the Bears that he helped put together a year ago. Uh, David, look like I think that this is a, a process here that's going to lead up until April, and I think one of the challenges when you're in a position that, that Ryan Poles is in is to make sure that you trust your scouts, right, and that you all the work that's been done up to now has to be very, very sturdy, and you have to make sure that, that you don't sort of talk yourself into things in late January and early February and March and April leading up to the draft, when you've had several years of, of, of scouting these guys and watching the video of, of knowing who they are as players. And this is just a supplemental process. So we'll see what they get out of a week like this. I mean, look, like draft prospects come uh, in all shapes and sizes. They come from all different all-star games and, <laughs> and non-all-star games and, and combine days and whatever else is there. I think for me, seeing what I've seen from the Chicago Bears this past year, the year before that, and, and what you see from these playoff teams, I would focus hard on getting to July and August with an offensive line group, eight or nine guys that you feel really confident in. You remember we got the training camp last year and it was, oh boy, we you know hope sooner rather than later we can get this thing solidified. Oh, by the way, we just grabbed Riley Reef and Michael Schofield off the street the day before training camp started because we need bodies. So you can't be in that position if you're going to take the steps forward that they need to do. So I hope that two offensive linemen, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, are spending a lot of time zeroing in on that position group so that they can get to uh, you know the offseason feeling really, really, really good about what they can do in front of Justin. You know, we talked uh, yesterday about the increase in the salary cap and an 8% jump for the entire league and where the Bears are at with that. We know they have more money than anyone else. But, but you got to wonder, is this a good turn of events for the Bears or a bad one? In other, in other words, if the camp is jumping up, does that mean other teams are less likely to get guys let guys get into free agency? Uh, are they are they now more armed to prevent that from happening? Will there be more teams that that kind of decide to go after one player? And if the Bears want to break the bank to to be the guy that gets that player, they're going to have to pay more than initially thought. Is is there any negative combined with this idea that the cap has gone up eight percent? I, I wouldn't call it a negative, but I would keep this part of the conversation alive for the next six weeks. I think you bring up a really good point here, Molly, where there's a lot of names that are on a, on a wish list that may never get to that negotiating period that begins on March 13th because their team either can franchise tag them or 
you know, re-sign them to an extension that that doesn't allow them to get through those doors into that market. And, you know, so Ryan Poles has been very, very um, consistent and emphatic in talking about the discipline he needs to have here. Just because you have, look, the Bears are still going to have far more salary cap space than anyone else in the league going into the, the open market. But the, the, the trick there is making sure you don't allow that to give you sort of creative license that you don't deserve. You know, you have to stay discipline to what a player's value is in your world and not say we've got the money so let's spend it and ryan's talked about that about that that need for discipline and in not seeing 2023 as the be-all end-all of his roster acquisition process and so that, that's when when he talks about trying to build this the right way when he talks about trying to build something that that where achievement can be sustained part of that is being very very measured and disciplined with how you approach an offseason like this where you don't allow freedom to become recklessness you know and so, so that's what they're going to have to juggle and I think you bring up some really really good points in that discussion that we're going to have to to remind the audience of as we get closer to the market because um, I think there's a perception that it's just going to be a dump all your cash on the table go get every single need you uh, have filled and then move on with it as a championship caliber team and I think Ryan has a little bit different way of looking at things as he should. So the Texans drafting second had a big day on Tuesday, they hired D'Amico Ryans and give him a six-year contract. Finally, an organization that has been embarrassingly bad and really disgraceful the last two seasons do the right thing and give this young assistant coach an opportunity. He's a Bama guy. I don't know if you can connect the dots, Dan, but Bryce Young would seem to be the guy that you could envision them being fixated on. It makes a lot of sense. How much does that affect, you think, their motivation level to move up with the Bears how much should we look at that as well the Texans now make sense as the odds on favor for the team to make a deal with the Bears well it depends on what everyone else is offering you know if if, if Chris Ballard in Indianapolis feels like Bryce Young is is uh you know his last chance you know to to turn that team into a, a consistent championship contender he may want to offer more and so that, that's why I say that, that that if you can play division teams off of one another and just continually push that price up you got an opportunity to, to to really really capitalize on what was a uh, I know for the three of us a dispiriting 14 loss season <laughs> you know that 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 gave you this consolation prize that you now have to do something with and so um, I don't know if the Alabama connections mean anything to me as much as just the the sheer fact that Bryce Young is a really really talented playmaking quarterback that if you can get past the size questions and those are big questions to get past I mean he is he is a little dude. Uh, and doesn't have a lot of meat on that frame. And I, I speak as someone who doesn't have a lot of meat on that frame. Uh, that, that's a, a, a dangerous proposition. But if you love the kid and you think that he's your forever quarterback, then you move heaven and earth to, to, to make that happen. And there's going to be multiple teams trying to do that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's a good point to keep in mind as well. You know, this idea that while you're, uh, while you're convinced that you're going to be able to trade down and get a ton for that pick, and I, I hope that's the case. There is also a reality where you might have to take a player at that pick, where you won't get the kind of uh, a bounty that you're looking for. I mean, I hope it works out that they do, but you know, there is also a possibility that you could be sitting there choosing between different players and trying to figure out um, exactly what you want to do with that pick. And and I I don't think there's anything wrong with making a decision that you want you know, this guy or that guy, and you're going to try to figure out a way to make it happen. Well, related to that also, if you're the Texans, is learn the lesson from Ryan Pace and, and don't get 
caught in the trap of being fixated on one guy right. and one guy only, right? If you feel really strongly about Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and, and maybe someone else, right? Like then, then just just let that come to you and, and figure out what that decision needs to be made on the last week of April and and, and be ready to, to pull the trigger on that. Where one, I mean, there were so many fatal flaws in the Bears process of, of 2017, but one of them was the belief that it was Mitch and Mitch only. That and, and that that's what uh, you know made that trade up necessary in Ryan Pace's mind because he convinced himself that he couldn't live with Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes or at the time Deshaun Kaiser as as kind of like the oh man we we missed out on Mitch we got to settle for one of these guys and when you look back on it it's ludicrous to think that they would have had to settle for Deshaun Watson or, or, or Patrick Mahomes right and so so if you're the Texans you say let's not get trapped into the idea that we have to choose one guy if we like multiple guys then let's like multiple guys and then let the board come to us and 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 save some of our assets for building the team around this guy and so we'll see how that shakes out great stuff Dan thanks Dan appreciate it all right guys have a good one yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot left to happen, and a lot that could go down. And and you know, it's a good point to remember. In a way, maybe this helps the Bears if Tom's not in the picture. And you know, to me, well, he's more of a stopgap guy than he is. It's one more team that needs a quarterback. That's right. You open the door to all kinds of different possibilities because San Francisco is going to scramble now, maybe to go to a different direction. You know what? We don't talk about Tampa Bay because of where they draft and what they have, but that's another team that needs a quarterback. <laughs> you, you just don't know how it's going to affect the dominoes uh, and will fall. And so I think, yeah, everything is in play. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.